Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Bonus episode! Here we are with that yeah. bonus. Here we are. Bonus. You know, bonuses are good. Everybody likes a bonus. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. bonus tracks. Bonus, uh, bonus check. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Christmas. Bonus check. Do, 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 do you get a Christmas bonus? Do I? Yeah. I don't. I give out. You give out Christmas bonuses. You 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 should be. How come you don't get a Christmas bonus? Mm-hmm. I you know, must not work very well. Yeah, that's probably it. But you don't, you're not worthy of a Christmas bonus. Yeah, you know, you get an yeah. end of year bonus. Uh, you got to get some kind of bonus in there every once in a while. I, I got you know. Well, it's like haphazardly you get bonuses, not not scheduled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I was running that ship, man, I'd be giving you bonuses all the time. Yeah, yeah. I listen. I run a company with you, yeah. and you're always trying to get a bonus. Yeah, I like bonuses. <laughs> bonuses are good. Can I get a bonus? No, you gotta have no. money to have bonus. Yeah. 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 How about some money? Nope. Got, any, got any money? No. Got any nope. money? Oh, okay. Nope. Here you go. I'll, I'll buy you a cigar. <laughs> yes, you did. You did buy me a cigar today. Thank you. You're welcome. Quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought me the wrong size. That's the only size they had at Benny's. Oh, you went to Benny's. That's okay. Then. Yeah, I went to Benny's. But I, I, I also come you on. Also now. got other beverages. Yep. So I appreciate that. And other cigars. Yes, you did. You know. Oh, geez, those are fancy. I know. See, I take care of you. Mm-hmm. I take care of you. You do. I I appreciate it. There you go. I like it. So I noticed when I'm seeing you around, like so. Deb was in the office today, like doing some paperwork, mm-hmm. and then she took off. She had a mask on the whole time. Mm. Even just in the building. Yeah. Walking down the hall by herself, mask on. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got no mask. Where's yours? First of all, I, I don't have any masks. Uh, we, Jen ordered masks. So oh, did she really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I told her I wouldn't wear it if it wasn't black. Ah, uh, you got, which one did you get? The char- act, act, activated charcoal one with the thing or no? Yeah, with one that blocks odors. That's the only thing I care about. I don't want to smell stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you've got. I don't think she got black ones. No. No. So how come you're not wearing a mask? You're supposed to be wearing a mask. You know, not, you know, no. Uh, hold on. The president said it's optional. Well, sure. Yeah. 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 Optional. I don't care what the, I don't care what the president, the president says a lot of things. Mm. The, the CDC is saying, eh, it's, you know, it's moderately helpful to have yeah, a mask yeah. on. You should, okay. You moderately know. helpful. Yeah. You should have one on. No, I'm good. Okay. You should have one on. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Did you hear about now, this? Now, when I go to the store, yeah, I'm starting to feel like, and this is just me now being honest, right? Yeah. I'm starting to feel a little anxious every once in a while, right? Like wow. I'm in the store and I'm like, there's a lot of people in here. And, and I know it's. So there I wear it. Yeah, I, I I don't have one, but uh, I do wish I had my gloves on sometimes when I go to like Aldi or mm. something because you have to touch stuff and it's just you, know, you got to open the you know yeah like oh, I, I wipe the like the grocery cart you know I got I bring a thing and I wipe uh, yeah. whatever I'm touching there yeah. uh, and then wipe whatever I'm grabbing. Put it, put it in the thing. What I do is I just make my 75 year old dad touch everything for me. Why do you do now, that? I say, dad, you Why push the card, do do grab that stuff off the shelf. Don't do that to yeah, your give, father. Give I, him you... money, take the change. I make dad do it all. That's, that's, <laughs> he's my, he is, he is my security. Mm. Oh, he, he's the buffer. He's yeah, the buffer. He's my buffer. I, mean, whatever. I don't have a mask, so he, yeah. can be, he can be my mask. All right. All right. Yeah, that's, my dad's that's, strong. That's a little weird. That's a little weird, <laughs> which I know it's not true, which is why I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm like, you're, you're, you're kind of going with this joke a little too much. Did you did you see? I just saw it today. Uh, there was a dad and his wife and a husband, wife and their kid in the park playing. And these cops roll up on him and they say, hey, um, you know, there's a there's an order. You can't have you can't be in the park. And they're like, no, the park's it park's closed to groups larger than four, and you got to maintain your distance and all that. So we're good, we're we're legal. And the cops like, no, let me see your ID. Dad ain't having it. Dad's like, I'm not giving ID. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. Like, I'm not giving ID. I don't even reason to give me the give you the ID. And so the cops 
put him in handcuffs and put him in the car in front of his little six-year-old kid. Why? Uh, so a, that's a screw up on the cops' part. No, wait, where uh, was this? Was this in Col- Chicago? Col- Colorado. Oh, okay. And um, and they, they ultimately they let him back out. I don't of know. course. But, uh, and hopefully issued an apology. Not yet. It's under investigation. But yeah, I mean, people are tripping. People are freaking out. And I get it. Like, listen, I, I wouldn't want to be a cop in, in any environment. It's like, uh, that's, a, that's a job I'm not cut out for because I would start shooting people. Um, hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have the wiring for that, but, um, you know, I respect law enforcement. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful for them. And yeah. I know cops are, I know, and the only, all cops uh, yeah, you respect them solid. until you have to actually listen to them. Yes. No, I listen to them. <gasps> I always, when they talk to me, I'm, they, listen, mm-hmm. we're always buds when we're talking. Yeah. 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 So you always, that's why obey. I don't get tickets. I know. So we you, have, so you obey, you obey the law. And so, cause out of your respect, you, you would obey. I obey. I obey the laws. Okay. Of, yeah. So like, you know, like seatbelts. I, I wear my seatbelt when I remember. When you remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I, I do my thing. Mm. I got license plate on the front of my car now. Did you see that? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not. See that? Obeying the law. Obeying the law. I don't Finally. Like having, there's Finally. no reason and, to have and, a license and, plate. And hold on though. You're also not using your phone though, right? Nope. Nope. Because now my new car. It all goes oh, through. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All my, all my like yeah. little digs are gone I got now. a modern car now. Wow. But if I didn't have modern car, then yeah, I'm going to use my phone. See? See? Mm-hmm. Disobeying. Hey, did you see that uh, Did you see that article? Yes. <laughs> so uh, this is at julieroys.com. Uh, and this we, is, we know Julie. We know Julie. So it's April 6th. People, uh, hate, people it, hate Julie. Yeah. So she posted it yesterday. Well, let's talk about why people hate Julie. Oh, do we really going to talk about this? Because people love Julie. People love Julie, and people hate Julie. I think. I think. Well, here, who loves and who hates? Let's let's start there. Let's start with who typically hates Julie. James McDonald. So, <clears throat> those that I don't know maybe come under investigation, and questions are asked as to why you're doing what you are doing, and how it potentially uh, is unethical or immoral. I think some people and possibly illegal. Yeah, yeah. See, Julie ain't having it. Julie, we know Julie a little bit, and um, she's a nice lady. Uh, and we've, had, we've had her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we had. Her, I went on a radio show. Um, she didn't invite Jimmy for that, but um, of course she did because I'm I'm not a big deal to her. Oh, you. See, Julie, I know who you are, Julia. I get it. You oh. want to go with who the story is. Yeah, continue. She, she wants the big talent. That's what. That's she what is. she wants. Yeah. She wants the big talent. the talent. She just didn't want the brains. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually like Julie, but people, I think some people don't like her because they don't want to be held accountable. Other people don't like her because she's holding people accountable that they admire. Um, some people don't like her tactics or her approach. I get all of that, and I'm, we're not saying because we don't know everything that Julie's done. If if it's always been done the right way, but yep. the stuff that I've watched her do has been done the right way. Yeah, and there's been every once in a while, like she'll put something out there, and I'm like, eh, yeah, sure. I, f- I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I feel like you're you've kind of jumped to a conclusion there. Yeah. you know. Yeah, so like we're not endorsing uh, Julie Royce and everything that she says, but we do like a lot of what she does, and she um, she has a story on uh, this church in the area. It's a church that everybody in the area knows. It's a large church. Yeah, here in Naperville. Mm-hmm. It's a, what's it called? Calvary Temple. Yep. Calvary Temple. And it's a, the title is After Pastor... No, Cal- yeah, Calvary Church of Naperville. Calvary Church. Yeah. And um, after pastor dies of COVID-19, embattled church requires staff to sign liability waivers. So, Jimmy, mm. what's the story here? So the story is this. Uh, a, a pastor died, right? Well, he got and sick first. He got sick first. And so they, they tried... It it reads like they tried covering up. They didn't want to tell people that he was sick. The the according to the article, uh, the senior pastor had told the staff, "Don't let anybody know, don't let people know." Um, and so yeah, the assistant pastor, uh, Angel, uh, Pastor Angel, died you on March twenty ninth. You can't say Escamilla. 
Yeah, I could. Okay. You well, sounded like you were struggling there. No. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. Say. Right. Come on. Let's go right. on. Uh, and so uh, the church, this, I'm reading now her article, the church, uh, Calvary Church of Naperville sent the waiver to staff last week, which states, I am aware that due to the current COVID-19 pandemic, these activities could be hazardous in exposing myself to the virus, causing extreme illness and possibly death. And they wrote it in, in all caps. And that was in the original document, <laughs> right? So they're essentially saying you're voluntarily participating in activities and that you agree to assume any and all risk of illness, injury, or death. And it adds, I forever release Calvary Church of Naperville and its directors, officers, and representatives of any claim for any loss, including illness, injury, or death. Hey there. So yeah, so uh, the pastor, uh, the lead pastor, lead pastor Marty Sloan, instructed staff not to tell anyone that uh, Pastor Angel had tested positive for COVID-19. Also, according to a staff member, Sloan required some employees to attend recording sessions with people who had contact uh, with this pastor and mm -hmm. family members, Yeah, the sick family members from March 16th to March 21st. So. They're saying, listen, they're trying to maybe record services. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to put this stuff out there. Uh, and so in a way, others got may have gotten infected. And actually, I think it talks yeah, it about others, others, like, others uh, yeah. got infected as well. And the reason we're bringing this article up is because, you know, they went this this sort of legal route of saying, like, here's a waiver. We want you to sign this. Um, and you, Jimmy, uh, texted me or called me i can't remember which one it was it was a text you texted me last night i think it was Was it last night and you're like yeah last night i want to i want to go back and revisit uh ndas yeah because i feel like i want I, there, something else needs to be said yeah and so uh what's the b in your bonnet oh what's the b in my bonnet so something's been kind of noodling around in, in my in my brain um Oh, the and virus the virus right so i think what it had to do with was i understand the okay so why a company has an nda or signs agreements or signs things like this waivers uh or it requires these things is to what's called mitigate their exposure mm -hmm. so what they're trying to do is they're trying to protect themselves from any legal repercussions that may happen so when i, I take an instance like <clears throat> I'm going to use uh, A29 as an, as an example, right? All right. Um, the whole idea, let me, let me just say it from a, a, I guess a business perspective and maybe, uh, maybe a cynical perspective. So I want to make, I want to make that clear. This is my perspective. It's nothing that they said to me. Um, you, you sign a, a non-disclosure agreement because you don't want to get sued later on. Because there's there's slander, there's thir certain things that come under uh, the the terms of slander. Is that if what you said causes harm to them, where they cannot work somewhere else, they can then hold you uh, responsible for that, and then sue you for that. So the NDA goes both ways. You can't Correct. say it against the company. That's church. right. Church can't say anything about you. Correct. And so the uh, the mitigation part is we want to protect the finances, right, or the church. We want to let's just be charitable and say, we want to protect the function of the church or ministry organization uh, so that we don't get sued and all these finances are now lost uh, and we can't operate anymore. Mm -hmm. So I get it from a business perspective. I understand that I do it myself. You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. I understand that where I struggle here though is, and, and even uh, yeah, yeah. I struggle here. And I think though it puts, 
your own church as a priority and the protection of your own church over the shepherded and care of others. Because now that individual is free to go work at another church or another ministry, and they're bringing all their baggage with them. And you're happy about that, right? You're happy that they go and work somewhere else because then they're not coming at you anymore. And they're being, and so now your money is protected. So to me, there's a, there's a, I, I get that there might be good intentions, and I'm not saying Chandler's like this. I think Chandler's right. whole goal is to, uh, uh, to actually go through this in the right way. But he's receiving legal advice, and that legal advice is trying to protect the ministry itself at the expense of others' ministries. So <clears throat> sounds like what you're saying to me as I process it is that um, sometimes we're so focused on protecting the local church, we forget about the church universal. Correct. Right? And and in, a, in some specific cases where there is an NDA, you might have a person that is not healthy. Yes. And therefore... And now unqualified for ministry. Okay, so we'll use that example. Somebody's unhealthy and unqualified for ministry. Um, but let's make it even easier. They're just, they're unhealthy. And you're going to let them go. But you don't want them saying bad things about you. Mm -hmm. So you say, here's an NDA. We're going to not say anything about each other. And we're going to give you this payout. We right. don't let you, this so, severance. severance. So you let them go. And in protecting yourself, you are not able, are you then not able to say anything to other churches? If, if you've signed an NDA, that covers them as well. You have to be pretty darn careful on how you say anything, right? Unless now, the NDA I, is only one way. Mm, no, because then, then you, you still, there. The whole idea of being libel or sl uh, slandering another person, mm -hmm. uh, that still comes into play now. If, sure. if you're jeopardizing my income, you're jeopardizing my ability to provide uh, and just saying those things, right? Uh, then yes, I, you are now, you're held responsible for that. Well, not if it's true. Not if it's like, uh, I mean, they can, they can take you to court for anything. Yeah, anything can go to yeah. court. But so th th but that's why I'm saying, uh, these NDAs are dangerous because I think the way I worded it in my text to you, and, and maybe this is a bit harsh, there is a lack of care for the follow-up ministry or church that mm -hmm. these individuals go into next. Yeah. We, essentially, we're saving our mission, but jeopardizing theirs. Yeah, and I think that's a legitimate concern. Like, and it, it would have been a good one to have on the podcast if you would have thought of that earlier, Jim. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, but I, because, yeah, it's like we, we, said, we, we agree. NDAs can be useful tools. They are useful tools in the world. They can be abused in the world. And there are probably some, I would say a few, healthy ways to use them in the church. I know some people want to argue, well, well, why are they necessary? Can't you just let your yes be yes and your no be no? Well, again, uh, one of the uses of the law is the threat of punishment. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's appropriate. It's fine. Um, but they can be abused in the church. That's a concern. And this is another way in which they can be abused by um, agreeing to not say anything about somebody that's been let go. You are enabling them to go and wreak havoc somewhere else i mean think take the sbc for example right mm -hmm. with that houston chronicle yeah there's you know, they talk about individuals that were able then to leave one church and go to another and continue this destructive pattern right right this destructive behavior um and so that's why it's important that when when leadership is called into question when there's a a, a concern uh for the style possibly abuse probably uh potentially the misuse of funds that that is known, right? That is known uh, so that they're not entering into another yeah. ministry opportunity and p 
potentially going all over again. You know, it's like some of those churches in um, you know, the 700 plus churches in the SBC where they did the investigation where there was sex abuse cover up and all of that. Um, most of those didn't have NDA agreements, but they were still people not willing to say the truth. They were silent. And then people will oftentimes use NDAs uh, to protect themselves and the same um, problem arises. And it sounds to me like what, what what bothers you is something we've talked about before, that you have to be willing to take the hit as a church. Yeah. You have to tell the truth. You have to protect the flock. That's the whole, that's your job as a pastor, right? Is to shepherd the flock. You feed them, you lead them, you protect them from danger. And by not protecting other churches from the messed up people that are coming out of your staff, you are not acting as a pastor. You're now acting more like a wolf. And, and I would say you are now responsible Right. You mm-hmm. bear some responsibility sure, of course. Uh, for what happens in that next context. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And this is the weird thing for me is, is I guess I understand and I think we all should prioritize our local churches. Um, I focus on Redeemer. I'm not I'm not focused on all the other things out there. Um, I pay attention uh, to the convention. I pay attention to the network. I pay attention to doctrine and devotion, but the church gets my focus and, it, that's right. and I try to make sure that's that it's right. coming first, but that doesn't mean that, um, I, I am not called to risk what we can do in the church by not doing what is right. And yeah, sometimes yeah. doing well, what but, is right is you, you got to say things that are going to jeopardize what you could do because mm-hmm. listen, leave it up to the Lord. And again, it's easy for me to say, because um, we're not going through something like that, but um, that doesn't mean that it's it's wrong or naive. I think we have to be willing to um, hold, especially leaders, but anybody who has the potential to hurt, we got to hold them accountable, and uh, at lest we be held accountable for for not doing that very thing. I mean, we are our brother's keepers, and that doesn't just mean I'm the I'm the keeper of my brother in this church. I'm the keeper of the brothers in other churches in a sense. I can't just like let this guy go and hope it goes away. I mean, think of think of Darren Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, over at uh, what's it called? Journey? See, no, he was at Journey. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, look he at planted that church. Yeah. yeah. So look at how that was handled, right? It was transparent. It was open. Uh, now we didn't have to go through every single, you know. Uh, sin of Darren's, but it was transparent. And and there was an opportunity for restoration. And at the end of the process, being able to send him out and say, like, this has been dealt with, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly how it all panned out, but everything that I've read and listened to seems to show that you know, Darren has gone through um, a, a healthy restoration and recovery period so that he can minister again. And he, I've heard him say, like, I don't know that I'll ever be a lead pastor again, but yeah. I want to help pastors stay healthy and avoid the mistakes that I made. Exactly. And so I think that's that's important. So you look at like the journey and say, they're able to, from what we've gathered, uh, and again, I haven't had conversations with them, so I, I don't know the ins and outs, but uh, from a distance, it looks like they're able to uh, stand and say, yeah, this is a good, what Darren's doing is good. You know, we've seen him go through this process. He's been restored. Uh, we actually trust that he's going to do some good in the kingdom uh, for other pastors to avoid the mistakes he's made. And that's the great thing. Like when you don't address the problem, like a lot of what we learn, we learn by failures and mistakes, our own and others. And when you don't expose it, it's it, you, you're 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 not helping the person and you're not helping the church. It, it really listen. I fail in parenting all the time. And like most parents, uh, I think anyways, I, I feel like I, I'm not doing the greatest job. Uh, 
always beware of the person that thinks they're an awesome parent. Mm-hmm. But um, Steve McCoy. <laughs> but um, I learned a lot of what to do by seeing what you shouldn't do, yeah. especially in other families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I've seen how some dads, you know, treat their kids. I, I, it's like, in, in, especially when it comes to ministry, is I've seen pastors whose kids really don't like their dads very much because of the way that they pressured their kids or whatever they did. I can think of a bunch of examples of this. So it's why we've been so careful to, you know, protect our kids from any unfair expectations. Our kids are going to be, they're going to do their thing. They're mm-hmm. just going to do their thing. We're going to let them do their thing. And I wouldn't expect anything more of my kids uh, than I would have any other kid in the church. You know, so it's, again, you learn from these mistakes, from these sins, from these devastating situations. If you can learn from them, benefit from them, but you got to be honest. So yeah. on the NDA thing, like, again, um, we're not saying there isn't ever a place for them, but we are very suspicious of the way that they're generally used in churches to silence people yep. um, who have been hurt. And we fear, like you're saying, Jimmy, that uh, our silence about people that may be dismissed can hurt other churches. So that's just it. If, if Steve Timmis, as an example, is not qualified, why is A29 not letting people know? For someone yeah. that is a, as I don't high know. profile as that, yeah. right? I don't know that he's not qualified or qualified. I don't know. I don't know those details. But see, that's just it. People don't know. That's the problem. It, it was. It was. It's covered under an NDA, and now, I mean, again, Steve, being a high profile individual and highly capable, could easily slip in somewhere else. And if he's not qualified, that's on. That's on the eight two nine board. But if what if what if he is qualified? Do they, do they need to say they don't need to say anything then? No, I, I still think you should. You think they should say more than just we're letting them go? Yeah. And say. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't worked that part out yet. Right. Yeah. I, and I'm just being, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off the top of my head now uh, because I think it's important that when we're sending people off and when we're uh, no longer like we find, hey, you know what? This situation, we're, we're not going to be able to work well together. We can't resolve. We had an issue. We can't resolve. But we want to wish the person well. And, you know, we really am, uh, they're going to do great work in their next, in their next gig. And that was part of the confusing thing with yes. the statements that came out. Cause that was what was first said. Yep. And then it was kind of like, well, there are some problems. With exactly. The so then that's, that's the question that leaves so a lot of question. Marks. It leaves a lot of question marks. Right. And so, uh, that that's on you, eight to nine, that's on you Chandler as, as the president and speaking, uh, communicating, uh, what's going on in the mission, uh, to not share and to not protect the next ministry setting that uh, Steve can go into, right? And it's the same thing with with uh, like Harvest or Willow Creek or Mars Hill or any other church that uh, has an individual that is being removed, protecting the flock. And that means not just your own, but the church. It's hard. It's hard because we're we really do believe in transparency and we think it's important. Uh, it makes things messy, complicated and painful. But when I read scripture, that is how it looks. Yeah. I mean, it looks messy, complicated, um, and painful. But I appreciate us doing the bonus episode because I know I'm going to get texts now, Jimmy. So 
What? I don't, what do you want me to say? I yeah. don't care. Yeah, I know it's my time. I get the text. You're not going to get the good. Text. You yeah, get the good, text great. then. I'm going to forward them to you. No, no. Go ahead and just sit there and sweep it under the rug, just like the rest of A29. Oh, take it back. How do you like that? Take it back. How do you like that? Take well, it we'd back. love to hear your thoughts. No, you got to take that back. Nope, nope. We'd love to hear. A29 yeah. is awesome. A29 is great. There's just a couple of things we're dealing with. Yeah, here. they're just the big things. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram or Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website DoctrineDevotion.com. You can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store. Joe store.com and grab some gear now we do have fresh pod every monday and thursday and blog posts on wednesdays and mm-hmm. if you have a problem with what i said go ahead and text <laughs> joe, joe his phone number is uh-huh. 817-432-2983 <laughs> oh i hope people call that because then you'll i don't know who, i don't even know idea who that who that number is 815 uh do plus four four now it goes to england okay we'll get charged for that <laughs> now it goes to england later